Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Brian Baldinger, who is tremendous. Brian, we appreciate you joining us. We were just talking about a topic I was going to ask you about. Matt Canada moving from the booth to the sidelines. Can such a thing make a difference to have that human interaction on the sidelines where not only Pickett, but anybody can go up to the coordinator and have a little chat? I think it can. I mean, I, I'd rather have my offense coordinator down the field where you could uh, just check in on anything. It could be a front you saw that you weren't expecting. It could, it could be anything. Um, a suggestion. It could be just a collaboration. Uh, look, we, we missed that throw, but coach, you got to come back to it. Like I, I can make that happen or, you know, I mean, it could be anything, but I, I think, uh, I, I see all the coordinators are upstairs. I mean, you know, some have great success, but personally, I like my coordinators down the field where you could do exactly what you just said. The Steelers ran for 166 yards, Brian. I, I know you study offensive line play. Uh, was that the best performance by the Steelers line this year? Yes. It was, and that's against good front in Tennessee. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons is a full day, and the guys they have, Tyre Tart, that, that's a good front. And I thought Broderick Jones made a big difference. I thought Isaac Seamalo played his best game. Um, I thought they played really well up front. I mean, in both backs, you know, got busy. Both, you know, Najee and, and Jalen, they both, you know, really contributed. They both had a number of good runs. But by far, that's the best that they have looked as a group uh, all season. Let me just follow up about Broderick Jones. Did you like what you see? And uh, it, it looks like you know Tomlin said he deserves another look. We're thinking he might be in there, hopefully, for like the next eight or ten years. I agree. I, I don't know why he wasn't in there after he started at left tackle a couple weeks ago. Uh, but they said, you know, you can't lose your job because of an injury to Dan Moore. But I, I thought he was serving a couple weeks ago. But that's the as good a right tackle play as they've had and. What, you know, what you, what you want to see is consistency. You, want, you don't want to see three dynamic great plays and then just a complete flop, you know, and, and you didn't see those flops from them. I, I saw a player that was large and in charge and did a good job against a good player. Harold Landry is a good player, and he basically, you know, made him invisible and made him disappear in that game. Uh, I don't know why, and I'm not here to bash anybody that was there before, but that was a good performance by Broderick Jones. We're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey Original Podcast, the best football show featuring daily breakdowns of the most important storylines across the league. So let's talk more about the Steeler offense because it's a never-ending topic around here, Uh, Brian. We had um, Doug Whaley, who's from Pittsburgh, former GM in Buffalo. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you know him saying uh, he has an analytics guy who has studied Pickett and tells him he's basically a backup quarterback. Uh, We've had others uh, tell us that, well, Mike Tomlin this week vehemently defended Pickett. Somebody asked him, uh, first three quarters, he's got like a 70 passer rating. Tomlin jumped in and said, what is it in the fourth quarter? Which, of course, it's over 100. 
How do you view Pickett, and how do you project him moving forward? A guy you can win a championship with? Well, I think he needs more time. Uh, you know, he played much of the season without uh, Deontay Johnson. I think you got to have at least a number two receiver. Uh, the tight end position is in complete flux right now. Looks like they're going to lean and go to the rookie, which I think they should do. And so they haven't run the ball outside of last week very good. I don't know how the quarterback's supposed to overcompensate for all that stuff. Yeah, throwing George Pickens is a good thing, especially if he can put that damn toe down and score the touchdown like he didn't do last week. But, I'm, you know, I'm just kind of going. But I, I, I think, you, you know, you need time to let these guys play themselves into a steady role, and he needs help around them. I, I don't know any quarterback um, that can just go out there and just win games by himself. You can, you can elevate guys for a week and throw the ball around the yard and have a lot of fun, but, you know, typically you need help from all the other units for the quarterback to shine. So I would not write Kenny Pickett off just because of what kind of competitor he is, how he prepares, how he leads. The one thing I would say is he's got to be more accurate. I mean, that's not a secret. And, you know, we've seen Josh Allen improve his, uh, his accuracy. We've seen Jalen Hurts improve his accuracy. We've seen Lamar Jackson improve his accuracy. If you wanted to evaluate all of those guys I just mentioned after basically a year of starting, like you would write them all off. But yet here they all are, you know, taking teams to the playoffs and beyond. So I'm not ready to write the final chapter in Kenny Pickett. I would say that when he gets a chance for layup type throws, make those throws, Kenny, like a more consistent basis than what he's done. What he's done. But I'd like to see that type of help around him that we saw against Tennessee in the last game. Brian, you mentioned George Pickens. That's been the big story of the week here. You know, visibly, seemingly sulking at, at the end of the game after Deontay uh, caught the winning touchdown pass, got on social media, uh, did some crazy stuff. Uh, Tomlin called it just a pebble in his shoe, but yet all the players felt the need to talk about it and said, we've talked to George about all this, basically saying he's got to grow up a little bit. What did you think of that whole incident? Well, he's got to grow up a whole bunch. But, you know, he's not the first wide receiver to pitch a fit. You know, kind of goes to the position. I saw A.J. Brown pitch a fit, you know, but like week three. And since that time, like he's been the number one receiver in the whole NFL. Um, I'm not saying George Pickens is going to be the number one receiver in the NFL. But, yes, it's a team game. You win the team. You win the game. Uh, He could have helped that cause a little bit earlier by just doing a fundamental, something that it seems like all receivers can do, and that's toe-tap, and make sure he scores a touchdown before you start the celebration. So, you know, George has to look himself in the mirror. He is a dynamic player, but he does have to grow up. He is young. Some guys never do grow up and stay young and, and act immature, and then some guys get beyond that phase and realize it's all about the team, and whatever I could do to help the team is what you have to do. So I think there's a combination there. Uh, but uh, you, you hope that George kind of, you know, okay, I don't know, he's 22 years old, whatever he is, like, you know, kind of grows up and, and matures here and, you know, acts like what you expect Steelers to act like. Brian Baldinger on the Nemecolon Fan Hotline. Nemecolon around every corner creates real-life magic for guests. This week's opponent is interesting, the Green Bay Packers. I mean – I think there's a tendency that I would include myself in to write them off as a disaster. But if they win on Sunday, they're within a game of 500, which in this league means you're back in playoff contention. What do you make of this outfit? 
Well, they didn't play well against the Rams. Thank goodness they were playing against a quarterback who's no longer in the league. That helped their cause. They have really struggled offensively. The quarterback has struggled. The offense has struggled. Now, they've had a lot of injuries. Aaron Jones in and out of the lineup. Injuries in the offense line. Injuries to Christian Watson and other receivers. They're very, very young across the board, including the quarterback and the receivers. So, but I would expect their defense to play better. Um, they are, you know, they are ranked 10th. You know, it's not like they're not playing well, but they got a lot of talent on that side of the ball. Rashawn Gary is about as good a young pass rusher that you're going to find, but they've got players and, and high drafted players all over the place. And, but they don't seem to, the way the Steelers can just dominate teams defensively and, and make the, the key splash plays to win games the, the way they have this year and past years. They haven't yet figured that out how to do it. And that's what would scare me about Green Bay is they have playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. And if Rashawn Gary wants to knock the ball out of Kenny Pickett's hands, he has the ability to do it. Uh, and I'm, it's not just him. It's, you know, it, it's, it, it's guys across the whole defensive front. They got a lot of talent there. So, but offensively, they have struggled a great deal um, for much of the season. Brian, the uh, AFC North, you know what the records are. Every team is over two games, over 500. All four would be in the playoffs. They don't start this week, but they would be in it. Is it the best uh, division in football? And please take a moment to evaluate each of the other three teams. Not only is it the best division, it's, there's not another division that's even close to it. I mean, all you have to do is see what these teams are doing against NFC opponents, against weak opponents. Like, they slaughter them. Baltimore saw Detroit. They couldn't score a touchdown. They were in first place at 5-1. They saw Seattle last week. They could have had the ball 100 times. They weren't scoring a touchdown against the Ravens. You know, now Cleveland this week, we'll see if their quarterback can play better. But, I mean, these games, you know, Pittsburgh after this game, they're going to see Cleveland and Cincinnati. Baltimore's going to see Cincinnati on a short week after Cleveland. Like, these games are must-see TV. They're going to be the best games all season long. You know, I, you know, obviously Detroit, I mean, uh, Dallas and, and, and Philly was really entertaining. But I think these games in the AFC North going down the stretch here are going to be – everyone's going to look like a playoff game. It's going to be that type of intensity, the hitting, the defensive plays. Uh, what can your quarterback do against these defenses? You're going to need five – against any of these defenses, you need five throws that you want to put right to your, high, your highlight reel, your resume reel, because it's going to take that type of effort and those type of throws – to pierce these defenses. And they're all different. They all play different styles. And that's what's unique about it. But in Baltimore, you honestly don't know what that defense is doing until the ball is snapped. They don't give you any indicator of what they're going to do. And so your quarterback post-snap has got to be outstanding to try to figure out what to do and where to go with the ball. Uh, is Cincinnati the team to beat, though? Or you like Baltimore a little more? I like Baltimore a little bit more, but you know, Cincinnati, the way their quarterback is playing. Um, look, I, you can make a case that Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson can be the MVPs. You can't do it to Joe yet because he was poor the first month with that calf injury. But the last month, he's been as better than anybody in the league. Um, but Lamar has been consistently good and dynamic. And, um, look, he leads the league in completion percentage, yet they still lead the league in rushing. So – 
like they're still getting it done the way they have done it in the past, but the quarterback is getting better. Baldy, what's happening in New England? And should they part ways with Belichick? Would he be highly sought after or, or would people stay away? Do you think? Well, the way I would say is you know, like I, I would, I would probably fire the general manager, but I would keep the coach. So there's a division there that, you know, I mean, I'm watching the receivers in New England last week try to beat man coverage in Washington. They couldn't do it. I mean, Tyquan Thornton, Jalen Rager. I mean, it was awful. It was awful to watch. Mike Kosicki. Like, they got receivers that can't beat man coverage. You either better find a better coordinator to find ways to get those guys open, or you better find new receivers. And that's just at the receiver position. And the quarterback needs more help. He needs receivers that can, are dynamic, that can flat-out win. Um, but when he's gotten a chance to open receivers, he's sailed over their heads and he's missed them. Um, it's, it, it, it's a bad-looking offense. And defensively, look, you lose Matt Judon, you lose Christian Gonzalez, you lose their two best defensive players for the season. That'd be tough on any defense. And they, haven't, they don't have anybody that can step up and fill those shoes. I like that breakdown of the receivers. That was very uh, uh, detailed. You don't get that stuff a lot. We're talking to Baldy here on Cook and Joe, Brian Baldinger. So I'm curious if you've had a chance to look at the Steelers that closely. Uh, Merrill Hodge, former Steeler, has said that George Pickens doesn't run the crispest routes. I'll, I'll say it kindly, what he said. What do you see from Steeler receivers, particularly Pickens, in terms of getting open and and how that all fits into Matt Canada's scheme. Well, it seems like George does his best work um, on just sideline throws where he looks spectacular. You know, but you, you can't. Those are generally low-percentage throws. Um, you get one-on-one on the outside. You put it on his back shoulder. Can he get his feet in? Uh, is the ball defense? I mean, it's typically a low-percentage throw, but to George, you have a better percentage because of how – acrobatic he is with the balls in the air. But, you know, Jalen Warren is their second-leading receiver. Now, and he's a part-time player. So where is the production? I haven't seen the production from Allen Robinson. He looks slow and a guy that struggles to beat man coverage. Um, you know, like, what are you looking at? You look at, My- I mean, Miles Borkin, Boykin. Like, they just don't really have a third. Calvin, Calvin Austin is kind of a gadget-type player. Deontay, you know, obviously missed a lot of time, so that hurts him. But it's not like they have a go-to three-receiver set and a tight end that can win. So, to, you know, to, I, don't, I, don't, I, I didn't hear uh, what was being said about the receivers, but it's not like it's a dynamic group. Now, I would say this, C.J. Stroud looks like he's the rookie of the year by a mile, and nobody would ever brag about, the receivers that are there prior to him getting there. Uh, you know, I, I look at his receiving core and Nico Collins leads the league in yards per reception. Nico Collins was just a guy last year in his first two years. I mean, nobody thought he could run around, you know, and you pick up like a rookie, you know, that they have a tank Dell. He's dynamic game winner last week. And Dalton Schultz is a legit big time tight end. So, but were any of those guys, if they had the same quarterback situation that they've had before C.J. Stroud got there, they'd just be guys. The quarterback has got to help make these guys viable receivers. Baldy, uh, you know, we're obviously – we see the Steelers every week and we see T.J. Watt. 
Uh, I turn on NFL Network and I, I see the headline, uh, who's the defensive player of the year, uh, 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 Miles Garrett or Max Crosby. And I, wh- why is TJ, and maybe you agree with that, we kind of here think he is the defensive player of the year so far. Well, I had to come out with a list the other day, and I, I said it was TJ in a close call over Max and over Miles and, and over Micah Parsons because of, you know, all the things that he does, whether it's dropping the coverage and intercepting a pass or, you know, scoring touchdowns to win games or sacking quarterbacks or, you know, batting balls down. I mean, just the whole the whole arsenal that he has. Now, Max Crosby is, is always going to have more tackles because he plays every down, and he's excellent against the run. So if, if you value that, you could say Max Crosby. Um, but overall, from just a game-changing type player, I would say that TJ makes more of those type of plays than the other guys right now. Baldy, we appreciate the time. Great stuff, as always. Thanks for adjusting today. Look forward to talking yeah, to you again, guys. Brian. Yep, we'll, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.